0: Lancaster Connects. Lancaster Connects. Welcome to the show. The show about small business and small charity success, doing good in the Lancaster County community. That can mean Solanco. It could mean Ephrata. It could mean Manheim. It can mean Man Lancaster County. City. It could mean anywhere and everywhere. We want to highlight great businesses, great charities, really giving back and helping our community thrive and make Lancaster the continued great place it is uh, to live and to move to and to come to because just like, Lancaster is a happening place.
1: It is a very happening place. Yeah. You know, just this weekend, there was a hot air balloon festival. Giving me the shooters there. And an air show. And an air show. At the Lancaster airport. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from, you know, I, I live near the airport. So, all weekend long, there were just airplanes. Flying around your, your
0: there was a Russian MiG. Speaking oh. of. Yeah, so, if you want to tune in and pipe into the the Lancaster, um, where the thoughts are, Reddit has a Lancaster subreddit. And- uh-huh. I bring that up because some folks on the Lancaster subreddit thought that the Russian Mig that flew for 17 minutes was uh, a drone of maybe nefarious nature, and uh, I thought that was kind of funny um, for a moment. But, uh, um, but yeah,
1: I don't know if I and saw there, that one specifically, but like there were points and helicopters all weekend long.
0: Someone posted a flight radar screen grab and. Uh, that's cool. Flight radar is an app. If you're ever if you're into airplanes and watching what's overhead, you can download that app, and it'll tell you what plane. Sometimes you can catch Air Force One, which is cool, and oh, that's you can catch uh, you know training flights of various military aircraft. But yeah, so for 17 minutes, the Russian MiG was up, and uh, people were uh, were 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 wondering what might <laughs> what, is, what is it in the skies above <laughs> of Lancaster, probably I, moving much more slowly. Yeah. Were the hot air balloons? We won't forget about Columbia, but the Russian Nick <laughs> apparently did not get there. We love you, Nate. Thank you for tuning in from the thriving metropolis of Columbia.
1: Colombia's so, a growing area. Like there's a lot of money being put into some of the buildings in, in Columbia. There's a new market downtown, which is cool. I've never been to it, but I've heard it's cool. Nate probably knows all about it. Yep. Yep. Um, hot air balloons. Uh I went for a walk. We went for a walk Saturday morning. We walked the dog. And uh, there were 17 balloons in the sky, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I have a picture, but you, you know, the balloons are this small. But they're pretty cool. And actually, my neighbor saw 35 balloons in the sky at one point. So, like, all these hot air balloons all over the place. Pretty cool. I'm just
0: not, uh, I'm not really afraid of heights or flying, but hot air balloons,
1: just not my thing. So, Lindsay and I went in a hot air balloon, like... This was before kids. This was like probably 14, 15 years ago. And it was a really cool experience like to be up that high. And like, yeah, it's kind of weird because there's nothing below you, but it's like there's almost woven, no sound. A woven basket. It's a woven basket. And it's... It, it, have you ever thought about how you load one of those things? There's not like... I've, at least the one that we did, there was not like a traditional door. You have to turn the thing, to turn the basket sideways and you like lay in there like... I don't know. And then they turn it up and the, the thing goes up in the air.
0: It was really cool. Sounds that. like you're... Uh... Selling me all the reasons to not do this.
1: <laughs> but you know, I was thinking about it. You know, I was I was even mentioning to Lindsay over the weekend, like when we saw all these balloons, like, yeah, it, it's really just a balloon. Like, what if a I don't know, bird with a sharp beak pops it, you know, like <laughs> or are you just gonna <laughs> or, or the Russian make goes against <laughs> it? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I mean, you don't hear of a high-air balloon accident, but That's right. I don't know. It's it is just like you're you're up there with a you know, canvas bag of of air on top of you.
0: But it was cool. It was Physics, cool. man. Physics. It's that's what keeps yep. you up there. <laughs> Amy, you're right. Marietta is another growing area. Thanks for repping your town in Marietta. We're going to Amy, it's been good to see you. We haven't seen you for a little while. Well, um, you missed a few weeks. You, you, got, yeah, you got two weeks in a row here. Two weeks, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I Amy. Mean, I'm sorry that I've missed you. Oh, here I am. There you go. So anyway, um, let's see. It, I think I think it's officially pumpkin spice everything.
1: Uh, there's no pumpkin spice in my cup, but...
0: I don't have pumpkin it. spice water, but like, I went to the grocery store. It was like seven aisles of pumpkin spice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, focused. Um,
1: I have a pumpkin spice Cheerios, limited edition, box at home. They're good. All right. Yeah. Sounds off. Hey, I didn't buy them. I didn't buy them. Um, the
0: pumpkin spice episode of Lancaster Connects. I was going to say we have a pumpkin spice mattress. So you need to come check it out. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. We have one. Get with the joke. Anyhow. Um, anyway, uh, it's also football season. It is football season. We won't get into it too much because my birds play tonight, eight thirty against the Vikings. Uh, I'm feeling very good about this game. Could be a high scoring game. Uh, I don't know. I think our defense is going to come alive. Uh, At home, big play Slay is going to live it up and shut down Justin Jefferson, and uh I think we're going to we're going to give Kirk Cousins some PTSD of thirty eight to seven back from a couple years ago.
1: Oh, that's why we're talking football. Mm-hmm. We're reliving the glory days of Super Bowl.
0: Our guest into football. She's a Bills fan. We'll ask we'll ask why that is in, yeah. uh, in a minute. Um, <laughs> but big prediction. Here's what I'm going to say. Uh So, rush. Pollard, hashtag better than Zeke Dak. You heard it here on Lancaster Connects. I <laughs> said, look, look, what, as a, what I mean. I said, well, the, the Cowboys look pretty good against Bengals. Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. They didn't lose a lot in the offseason. You know, I think they're still trying to. I think this preseason where starters don't play, uh, makes the first few weeks of preseason football for them, which isn't good for fans. Yep. That's like the all team loses. Football. Yeah. But uh but hey, um, I think there was a different dynamic on the field for them. And I, I'll tell you what, man, Rush was throwing a ball well, and uh, Pollard, that guy can make some cuts
1: and find some openings in the line. So, are you giving praise to the Dallas Cowboys? Or I am just saying individual players. You're not. I am the saying
0: they played a good game against the stout teams. Respect gets respect, but I just said it. You, if you missed it, I just I made a dig. And he missed it. He what? missed it. What? I don't know the name. Like, like that Russian egg right over his head. He missed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the names. Like you know the names. Cooper Rush. Uh, Cooper Rush. I think he- it's Kevin Pollard. Uh, okay. I he think knows. those two are going to replace. I think you're going to see, uh, I, I don't know, throwing a football with a screw and a plate and your throwing thumb. Yeah, that just up. doesn't sound like you're coming back anytime soon. Up. And if you do, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's yeah. a recipe to throw better. But we'll see. I, I wish nothing but the best to Dak. I don't wish any will on any player. I always want players to play well. I want everybody to be healthy, provide for their family, provide for the communities they support. Everybody, every one of these guys has their foundations. They do good things. Yep. Yep. So I always want that to continue. Yep. Uh, but but that's just my big prediction. We'll see if it's true. Anyway, that's enough of that. We do prizes on the show. We've already got comments coming in. That's how you win either our wonderful less nor more cuddle drinkware Um coffee tumbler or uh, water flask or you can win a $25 restaurant gift card and you collect your prizes just by coming to the store If we announce your name just let our team know you want, and you can get your gift simple as that
1: where can we watch the show Facebook YouTube that's it no LinkedIn Gard- oh LinkedIn that's right Gardner's Mattress and More we have comments from LinkedIn that's right oh. there they are LinkedIn and Facebook comments are tough. Uh Gardner's Mattress and More Facebook page, YouTube page, Lancaster Connects, Facebook page, and YouTube page. You can also catch up, catch past episodes at LancasterConnects.com slash episodes. All the previous 62 episodes, we're like 63 right now, all broadcast yeah. right here from Lancaster, uh, from Gardner's Mattress and more yeah, on Plaza Boulevard here at Lancaster. Um, you can also listen on podcast channel. Players. Players. If you're in the car. Dial up Lancaster connects, oh, and listen to the jokes. Listen for the great guests. That's right. The jokes are like cherry on the top.
0: That's right. Yeah, it's the it's like in a really great gumbo.
1: We're grandma's secret ingredient with our jokes. <clears throat> you know, you know. You said you said gum gumbo. It it. Uh, I watched the Soup Nazi episode the other night on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think we're past this got, part of the show, okay. though.
1: So we have to move on we're to our guests. We'll, we'll get. They're waiting patiently. (laughs) They are. Our
0: producer, Chris, by the way, if you're looking to do podcasting, Chris from castahead.net does a great job. He was telling our guests, you know, they joke around for four or five minutes. We're now at 11 minutes on the nose. So without too much further ado, we are sorry, Corinne and Paulina. Welcome to the show. We're sorry what we got you into. (laughs) Hopefully, yep, they're still there. That's good.
1: (laughs) Not yet yet brought up the black screen for a What? Somebody like just just disconnects. They're like, I'm done.
0: One of these days, especially if it happens in football season, be like a diehard Cowboys fan. <laughs> Just so really, forget the Eagles fan. We're out. <laughs> Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank Hi, you. Thank you. So we have Kryn McLean and Paulina Kalana. Is that correct? Kalana. Kalana. Yep. <laughs> From Paragon Behavioral Health. Uh, so before we jump in, um, are either of you Lancaster natives?
2: No, uh, I am from a rural town outside of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, about two hours north. I have been here uh, in October, will be eight years.
1: Right. What is that? Does that rural town have a name? Rural town, Pennsylvania.
2: Dallas, Pennsylvania. Ah. (laughs) It's easy to get confused with the bigger Dallas. Right.
1: Right. Well, very cool. Very cool. What brought you to Lancaster?
2: Uh, my husband's job—he uh, works for Four Seasons Produce. Okay, so yeah. he great grew company. up in a grocery chain family, and uh, that brought him down here to be on the other end of it in sales. You
1: no, know, Four Seasons Produce would be a gr- would be a great guest. <laughs> if you want yes, to, information? Thank that informational. Much beget <laughs> guest.'s That's that's right. That's right. And Corinne, how about you? Same question.
3: Sure. Uh, I'm a Western New York native, and I transplanted down to this area. Of about 10 years ago now.
1: And what brought you to Lancaster?
3: Same thing. My spouse had a job down here and uh, traveled down here to stay together. And we've been here pretty much ever since, a little bit back and forth. But we've landed in this area of Pennsylvania and we we very much like it down here.
0: Yeah. And is that the the reason why you're a Bills fan, Uh, being from Webster, New York?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Born and raised in Western New York and you know, we ha- got to give a shout out to Bill's Mafia since since you brought it up. So, you know, let's go. from, you know, Monday night football. If I would have
0: known that. We have a new employee here, Joe Wade. You might see him walking around in the background. If I would have known I should have planned ahead, we could have had him uh, jump off a of bed onto a table for us. <laughs> it would have been it, it,
3: wearing a chicken wing it, hat. That that would have
0: it would have made our guests really happy. Yeah it would have been a new initiation for the employee because we always have them do weird stuff. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, we're just kidding on the weird stuff.
3: We'll just have to have us back when we go to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, so. that's right. we yep, yep.
1: So, you're here representing Paragon Behavioral Health. Um, tell us a little bit about Paragon Behavioral Health.
3: Sure. Paragon Behavior Health, we started this in 2017. Paulina and myself got together and decided to branch out on our own and start our own company. We started with just ourselves as providers and we've grown over the past five years where we have almost 80 employees now. So our, our goal is to help people. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, our goal is to help people and we do that by improving quality of life or enhancing their lives through behavioral health care. And specifically, that looks like, you know, whether that's mental health therapy coming in for one-on-one individual therapy. And then we have a very broad um, autism program where we do individual services for our autistic community, as well as group services. And we also do autism testing and diagnosing.
0: Wow, very good. I mean, 80 employees, that's to be commended. That is, <laughs> you know, you're, you're kind of that size of a company where you've You've crossed that bridge of small business, I mean, even though you're still defined as a small business, right? But like I mean, I recognize what that is. so congratulations. i mean there there's a lot of layers you need to have to affect your mission and the work you do that maybe your people you serve and and those who look to you for support don't see. but I see it. so that's awesome. Congratulations. yeah, it's a lot there so uh, so what was was that the dream to have a large company like
3: that? Well, no, we it just kind of snowballed from there. And I can let Paulina answer this one so I'm not monopolizing, but um, you know, the dream was just to, you know, do things in a way that we felt was more at the core of our philosophy, which is caring for our employees. We say care for the caregiver because as providers sometimes, um, a lot of times in healthcare, they're not treated as well as we think they should be. And by that I mean Focusing on reducing burnout and being aware of the different struggles providers in healthcare go through, and we thought we had a unique perspective into that as we have been and our providers.
1: So, Paulina, what what was kind of the journey to start it um, start start the company was? Uh, what need did you see for a company like yours, and and how do you feel you've fulfilled that
2: need? Yeah, when. Uh, When I moved to the area, um, I had the flexibility of just following my spouse to his job because uh, I was running a single-person private practice. So I was my own boss, but also my own accountant and technician and everything. Um, And so to sort of supplement when I first got here... Um, Corinne hired me. So we were at another behavioral health facility. um and uh, and something had occurred. Uh, she had built this great program, um, and then I felt was unfairly treated by the company. Um and when we were talking about it, um, I had said, like, crin, you were able to build this. You could do private practice. Um and then she said, what if we did something? A little bit bigger than that, so we weren't anticipating this size by by any means. At least this soon, that's for sure. Uh, but that is the need that we saw. Is that you know we were seeing in in healthcare, and and then you know taking that even into behavioral health, um, seeing how services are rendered, and then how. Employees are taken care of or not taken care of. Uh, that was the main drive because we've always seen the trickle-down effect is um, I, I always felt most comfortable that when I was in charge of my caseload, when I was in charge of what I can do and what my employment looked like, I felt like I was giving best care to my clients. Uh, and so we felt if we can give that to every employee that works under Paragon, then we're reaching the community in the best way possible because all of those clients are getting the best care possible.
0: Yeah, very, very good. So, um, what makes what you do unique? I think I've climbed, not sure what that word is. You'll, if you've watched a couple episodes, you know I make up words. Uh, so, I think I've clued into the one unique kind of service that you offer in supporting the caregivers, in other words, those who work in the medical and healthcare industry, right? Because we talked about burnout, but you know, what makes you unique versus other options, other practices out there?
3: Sure, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. That's definitely one of our first uniques is caring for that caregiver. Um, and the second one is, is our ability to innovate. We're not just satisfied with status quo, so to speak. So like Paulina said, we're really taking a look from a more unique perspective, from a provider perspective, to better understand the problems of our healthcare community and thinking in a more three-dimensional way of how we can best use and allocate our limited resources.
1: What what kind of special things are you doing for your caregivers and employees? What
3: what are those things? Sure, absolutely. So one of those things is, uh, much to Paulina's point, is the flexibility and schedule. So we find that when uh, clinicians in particular have control over their own schedule instead of uh, forcing them to work with what fits for us and allowing them to work a schedule as much as possible to what fits them, we find that they have a much greater engagement and ability to provide that better quality of care
2: we offer an EAP program, so we make sure that we are tackling burnout before it happens. So knowing that they have sessions that they can obtain, um, you know, they can speak with, right? I mean, obviously we're going to emphasize taking care of yourself, self-care. And if that looks like therapy, let us foot the bill, get it started, get going, um, take care of yourself, you know, make sure that you have variety in your life, leisure time, those kinds of things. Uh, that, that's another thing that we make sure to offer employees and make well that it's accessible to them right when they start. Um, so that, you know, we feel that we're giving them the resources to take care of themselves too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the concept of you can't take care of others if you haven't taken care of yourself first, right?
2: Right. Yep.
1: That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I think I know the answer to this, but I guess the last few years, you've probably seen a lot of pressure on caregivers, um, you know, with the COVID pandemic. So, talk about that a little bit. Is is that a fair statement?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean i I had the benefit of being familiar with telehealth because as I was moving from two hours away, um, I had a lot of clients that they they gave it the old college try of trying out a different therapist, and when they would reach out to me and say, "Hey, I just felt most connected with you. Is there anything that we can do?" And as long as you're within Pennsylvania, then I'm still practicing within my license. So telehealth was sort of a, a newer thing. Uh, but when the pandemic started, um, then I was able to say, hey, I use this platform. It's secure. It's confidential. Um, we can do that for some of our services. Uh, but yeah, the, that pressure absolutely was there. It was difficult to navigate. Um and uh, and even the state had a hard time defining. Are, are we considered an essential service? And we absolutely thought so, especially for our our autism program. Uh, but that was a really great area to navigate for almost about a month, where we weren't sure how we were even looked upon. Um, you know, I, I think eventually people noticed. Yeah, this is this goes into essential.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, I listened to a number of podcasts. Um, you know, maybe Ben and Jeff here will be uh, to a point where we can have advertisers come in and sponsor our show. But uh, but we're not there yet. But some some shows I listen to, uh, I hear advertisers and on the topic of telehealth, especially as it relates to mental health, I hear of a company called I think it's BetterHelp. Um, are you familiar? Do I have that right?
2: BetterHelp and talk space are are the Those big, broad companies that offer exclusive telehealth services. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I'm always a champion for the local, for the independent business, um, especially built from two to 80. Again, love that story. Love that aspect that you've grown like that. So, So what's the connectivity, I guess, that you have that would be better than a bigger, you know, bigger corporate type company like that?
2: Well, I can't say I'm extremely familiar with how their process works, but if I remember correctly, um, you have fine-tuned services um, for you because you're working with the same clinician. I can understand the benefit of uh, BetterHelp and Talkspace offering things like you can talk to somebody the same day, uh, but will that somebody be the same throughout your treatment process? Mm. Um I, I don't think that that's how you work, um, and and I can also see the appeal of like these short fifteen minute sessions or so. Um, but I I professionally feel like you really gain traction with that you know committed hour if it is you know your your typical outpatient service um, where it, it takes time to. Download what's going on with your clients, uh, you know, have those discussions that are important to kind of figure out the root of some of these issues and then giving them goals, giving them something where it feels as if they're doing the work outside of the room until they see you again next week or two weeks from that.
1: Yeah, so, yeah very good. Makes a lot of sense. So what what is your service area? <laughs>
2: So we serve the uh, Lancaster County, um, Berks County, and we also have an outpatient office serving only in New York.
1: Oh, okay. So uh, you have an office in Lancaster, and an office in Reading, and then one in in New York. Where where's the one in Lancaster, and where's the one in in Reading?
2: Our our Lancaster office is in Ephrata, um, and our uh, Berks County office is in Wyoming.
1: Okay. You're familiar with that area, right? I am. Yeah, very much so. (laughs) That's where
0: I live. In that area, that is. Yeah, cool. So, the other services that you offer, um, let's talk about your autism services for a minute. Uh, Corinne, do you have anything to start off with there? Or do you want to have Pauline answer that?
3: Sure, I can go. That's fine. Yeah, the main... Aspect of our autism services is rooted in intensive behavioral health services or IBHS for short. And those are community based programs where essentially we get a prescription to fill therapy hours. So we go where we're needed. So, for example, um, a kiddo might need us for 20 hours in the school or maybe 10 hours at home and it might be split. So, that program is very much centered on individualized needs and really assessing how we can best help and how we can best help the family and to transfer skills from our clinicians to the family so that they can be replicated in the home, school, or whichever environment we're in.
1: So do you go to the schools? Is that what I heard?
3: Yes, we do. Oh,
1: Mm wow. That's great.
0: Absolutely. That's great. I wasn't aware that... um, Yeah, we have before... We go to my statement there. So Amy, one of our our show watchers and uh, fans... Of the show, so she's actually used BetterHelp, and it looks like they do use the same therapist. But she only has it for free for a little bit, and she's going to be keeping Paragon in mind as a result of the show. There we go, making connections.
3: Absolutely, thanks, Amy, and and I'll point to your point too. We um, the one major difference between a company like Paragon and BetterHelp is we do accept insurance. So BetterHelp is a monthly subscription fee. And regardless if you use it or not, you still get charged. Whereas for you know any healthcare company, you only just like when you go see your doctor, you pay your copay, um, et etc. and then the remainder is sent to your insurance company.
0: Yeah, just as a little aside to that about the subscription model, uh, I just commented to Ben this morning. I had a credit card have fraud on it, and he overheard me on the phone talking to somebody. I canceled it because they said you have a bill due because the card went bad. And I'm like, well, what is this even for? What does this even cover, this service? Because it was years ago that I bought it and I decided to cancel it. You know, it was a small fee annually, but like those things happen. So, um, you know, those bigger companies will be all, will be more than happy to have everybody's credit card go through every month, whether or not help is delivered. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. I get the feeling Paragon's gonna probably reach out if you've missed an appointment or two. Is that a, is that a fair statement?
2: yeah Absolutely. Right. Yes, reengagement is is a big part of um, our our attempts to making sure that our clients are getting the best care possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just like so, on that reengagement, and and again, I know you have. I don't want you to say anything, uh, you know, um out of bounds, like HIPAA, or, or certainly don't want you to identify anybody. But you know, so obviously you care. Uh, that's apparent because you again you start a paragon with an idea and you you've blown it up um, but like what does that look like so so somebody you're working with doesn't show up at a at an appointment or misses a phone call what are those steps to kind of bring them back in and say hey we're here to we're here to listen and help
2: yeah I, we know that life happens and so certain situations will arise where a session has just been forgotten oops forgot to put it in the calendar Somebody is stuck in traffic. Maybe they don't have access to their phone in that moment. Um, so we do reach out pretty much if 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 you haven't shown up when you're supposed to within ten minutes, and that's that's our first reach out. Um, if we don't hear from you in a couple of days, we do another way of reaching out. Um, sometimes we vary it up with phone and email to make sure that. You know, we're using all the contact information that we have here on file um, and, and we make sure that we get all of that before we even start seeing somebody to make sure that hey, there's a way to reach you um, in case we ever need to. Uh, and then the final step, if we're not getting a response, uh, we, we make sure that we send out a, a letter um, to re-engage them in their treatment. Uh, as long as they are still interested and it's effective for them. Um, and we also make sure that we offer alternative sources for therapy. If for whatever reason it wasn't a good fit, um, and they're not ready to talk about that, that's perfectly fine., uh, we want to make sure that they get the best care, uh, whether it's with us or whatever is the best fit for them. Um so you know, we just we use that as a way to, uh, make sure that we are covering our bases and making sure that you know who we have decided to see in treatment is staying engaged, um, and if they are not, uh, letting them know like when they won't be considered an active client any longer as well. Yep,
1: yep. So you offer outpatient mental health therapy. Um, talk We're, to... We weren't done with the autism. Oh, split. I'm sorry. You know, my bad. <laughs> Go ahead. You missed. You missed the circle back.
0: That's one that's the one <laughs> demerit on your hosting record. I'm out. That's a, it's one demerit. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh we where where we left off before we went to the, the <laughs> you know subscription versus having a connective experience gotcha. with your with your uh, provider at Paragon. Um, so uh I, that's surprising that so you can book hours into your local school. Because I think I think what I'm hearing as of late, especially the last few years. Uh, you know, maybe handful five years is that the paraprofessionals in schools are hard to come by. Um, you know, schools are more and more um, they have more and more children uh, with needs like autism. Is that right?
3: Yeah. And the yeah. CDC says it's one in forty-four children have autism. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that's a, that strikes me as a very big
3: number. It's a very large right. number, right?
2: So right. And those paraprofessionals, there's there's typically maybe one or two assigned to a special needs or an autism classroom. Um, so again, us having the ability to go into the classroom, we are there with our client. They have their particular treatment plan. Um, it allows for a lot of the one-on-one engagement that they need in order to build the skills uh, that we want for that child. So,
0: so I, again, this is something that I, I, I'm not, an expert on, but I, I have a friend whose wife, um, she taught in our school district where I live and then moved on. Uh, I was sad to see our school district lose her skills cause she's fantastic. Um, but another Lancaster County school got her. So that's good for Lancaster County. Um, but, uh, uh so are parents aware that they're able to get out? Like, Explain that process for for any parent that might have a child with autism in school. What's that look? Because I wasn't aware of this, and I, I pay attention more than the average bear on this topic. Um, so yeah. walk us through that.
2: I, I'm usually part of the first step. So I have uh, an evaluation call with the parent. This is usually after the child has received their initial diagnosis of autism um, and on their recommendations page from their physician, neurologist, their specialist, um, it will have uh, IBHS services are, are being recommended uh, and then they will, they will find us um, as they're reaching out and looking for those services. Um, So some of the parents have done quite a bit of research leading up to that. Uh, Other parents are just getting started. The child is very young. They're getting familiar with autism. They're learning all these different treatment protocols. Um, So sometimes those calls are a lot of education where I'm providing some information on knowing uh, this is what we do. This is where we're going to do it, and it's essentially going to be what's most effective for the child. Um, so they know from the beginning, and they, they kind of uh, help guide us as well on where they feel the services would best be used for their child. Because um, you know we're just getting familiar with each other right from the beginning, and and they're of course the parents they know their child best um and they'll know you know is the school reporting a lot of behaviors or is a lot of behavior at home or is it a mixture of the two um so then we'll kind of discuss well what works best for the family what works best for the child um so they they usually get to know that in the beginning stage of the process of where our services can take place
0: yeah and our schools um Receptive, I guess is that that might be the right word. Are they receptive to, to working with Paragon to support their teachers in the classroom? And then obviously the student?
2: Yeah. And unfortunately, many uh many people are brought to us because the school has said unless and until the child has more one-on-one services that can be obtained, um, the child is a danger to themselves or other classmates. Um, so they needing somebody that can provide that one-on-one attention, that one on one redirected a lot of those behaviors. I would say 95% of the time, the schools are very welcoming uh, of our services. Um, The only times where that wouldn't be the case is if the child is already in a specialized school where the entire school is dedicated to these particular behaviors. So, they tend to have um, the staff that's already, you know, well-versed, well-educated, um, and and ready to handle that in in small classroom sizes typically. So it, it's only in those situations, and in which case, usually our services are then done at home. Yep,
0: yeah. Well, I know it's a big need, and I don't. You know, we can we can move on, but I think I think for listeners and for everybody on this topic to understand is, you know, the federal government mandates a lot of uh, supports for schools to give to students, but they also don't allocate dollars it falls to the state and local level. And that really creates a problem because federally your, your local school is exposed to the liability of not following the letter of the federal law, but they don't have the funding to follow what's being given to them. Mm. Is that, that's accurate, right? And so it really creates this, this difficulty um, for some schools and for some parents, for everybody to kind of come together For the person most important in the conversation, and that's the child with with autism or, or other special needs and special educational needs and developmental needs. So I'm glad we got to spend time on this part because I think you offer valuable service that, again, if we go back to the one thing you do, help the caregiver... Well, that's the that's the teacher in the classroom. Exactly in this, in this conversation, and right. if we can keep more of those teachers not burnt out, who have such a special gift as my friend's wife does, um, well, then we help more of those kids along the way. That's exactly right. Which, which is really great.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Cool. All right. Well, Ben, now you may ask how can can go. You. Yeah. I think that was worthy of of the, I of the turn yeah. back,
2: right, ladies?
3: I think that Absolutely. was worthy. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for keeping yeah. him on track.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now the guests um, are making fun of me
3: for okay, supporting right.
1: you. Just going down the list. All right. Yep. Let's talk about your outpatient mental health therapy services. Go ahead, Grin.
3: Sure. Our outpatient mental health therapy services span virtually all of Pennsylvania and all of New York. So if you're a resident of New York State or Pennsylvania, one of our trained therapists can can meet with you virtually. And then we have three physical locations, as we mentioned earlier, one in Wyomissing, one in Ephrata, and one in Olean, New York.
1: Where is that in New York? Is that near where you're from? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yep. I know where Olean is. I used to be an on the road sales oh, rep. Right. So there were times I covered in the furniture and bedding industry, and there were times that I covered that portion of New York.
1: Oh, okay, so, great. Yeah. Something else I thought was interesting, uh, putting the show notes and, and whatnot together, uh, you offer immigration psychological services. Talk a little bit about that.
3: Absolutely. So we're connected with a an immigration lawyer in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And part of what we do for his clients is to provide a thorough evaluation of trauma for uh, immigrants who have immigrated to the United States, who mm. may have had a traumatic experience that is so egregious that going back to their home country would have an undue hardship upon them or their families in some circumstances. And we're able to help many of them stay in the United States given you know the the outcome of the evaluation. So we do provide a very thorough document. It's usually around maybe six to 12 pages depending on how much information okay. is there. And then that gives the attorney the ability to take this back into court and say no you know, hey they've been given this diagnosis this is the thoroughness of the evaluation and then they use their knowledge of the law to help immigrants immigrate successfully and legally into the United States
1: yeah so what is that what does that look like what's the timeline from somebody immigrating in to you seeing them and you know what what is that and, and how do they know about your service what is that? So we do work? get
3: the direct referrals from our immigration attorney that we are connected okay. with. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't know about us. We did very small yeah, advertising I mean. about that. Um, I can't speak to how long it takes for immigration services. That would be better. I'd be happy to connect you with my immigration attorney for your show if you'd like to have him as a guest. I can,
0: I can chime in. I because I, I was. Uh, it, it's long. It, it's a long yeah. process. It's yeah. a long process when you are. Uh, you know, native English speech and speaker. It's a long process. I've did it. Uh, it'll be th- three or four years, right? It's three years this three month. Years. Yeah, three years this month. Actually, actually, I think three years today is the confetti. Um, I was born in Canada, so I was here on a green card, you know, uh, moved here when I was a child and uh, I will say, you know, I firmly believe we, we should have a legal process to to immigrating here and, and have proper policy but I will readily admit our policy is fraught with a lot of hurdles and obstacles. And and my lawyer, and I used an immigration lawyer, got it wrong the first time. <laughs> and it created some consternation uh, between me and, 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 and her as the lawyer and as the client. And we worked it out. But, um, but yeah, I can imagine uh, where somebody... Um, has you know what you what you refer to as a traumatic experience. I mean, just thinking of somebody you know being run out um, by a cartel or you know uh, political reason. You know that's that's some rough stuff. Um, and going back would would present a problem. So again, great great little way you're kind of plugging in your services and expertise to help
1: people. Absolutely,
3: that's very cool. Yeah. Whenever that's anyone reaches cool. out to us, we we just as long as we stick to those foundational values that we have and we think we can deliver on something nine times out of ten what we'll do is is we'll we'll put the idea out to our clinicians and see if anybody's available or willing or has the expertise to to help out with something and you know we get calls you know every now and then for a certain service that an agency can't find that they need and we do our best to fulfill that need
1: yeah very good that's awesome very good what um what is your VR program? Sure, but well, that sounded
3: cool. It, it is pretty cool. Uh, thanks for asking about it. It's our virtual reality program. So part of the issue you both were touching on earlier is the shortage of providers in in the United States to provide autism services. So what we're doing is creating a library of content to help our autistic teenagers, twelve to seventeen years old to transition to adulthood with minimal service needs. So what we're doing is we're using virtual reality as a teaching method and a hub to transfer skills that would be difficult to teach in a therapeutic setting. For example, we don't have a full kitchen in our office, we don't have laundry, we don't have, et cetera, all the environments we would potentially need. So in virtual reality, we're able to bring in all these environments, but not only that, we're able to practice these skills safely. So instead of, you know, using a knife in the real world where we could have some real risky consequences with that, we're, we're building that muscle memory of chopping vegetables or perhaps handling a pot of boiling water safely, etc. in a way that still teaches the skill but minimizes and eliminates those real world consequences until we feel confident we can transfer those skills to the real world.
0: So, So, correct me if I'm wrong. So, the, the the students the 12 to 17 year olds you work with Ooh. are they putting on like the oculus uh viewing glasses of some sort That's exactly
3: right we use an oculus That is very cool it's really
0: cool that's like this is like the best use of the metaverse that i've heard so far <laughs>
3: <laughs> And Time magazine you know. would agree with you <laughs> um time Yeah <laughs>
0: because Because thus far, it's like you hear about Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook dumping $200 billion, just one company, Mm -hmm. into it, which, you know, then there was, you know, so many more. Um, And it's, it's a very scary proposition to me that where our society is going with that. But wow, what an amazing use of that technology for good. That's very cool. That is neat.
3: Yeah, that that's absolutely our goal. Use it for good and use it for yeah. building those foundational pillars that are necessary to transition to adulthood that is not otherwise out there from what we can find in our market research.
0: Yeah, it, it just dawns on me as we're talking here. Last week, our guest was Fitness for Focus, right? Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Fitness mm-hmm. for Focus. Uh, Chris, I forget. His, Russell. Chris Russell. So he works at times with autistic children, Um uh, in a physical gym environment, right? Exercise, fitness, uh, very, very tailored uh, programs for each athlete. Um, maybe there's a connection there, maybe not. We'll, we'll. I'll look to make an email intro after this. Maybe there's something there. Um, but uh, boy, both people doing really great things. That VR program is so cool. That's, <laughs> That's, That's really very, very cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> kudos. Now, so I just got, is that something you, like, is that your brainchild? Is that...
3: So we have to give a shout out to Catherine Angel. She is really the one who brought this idea to myself and Paulina. And we just absolutely loved it. And again, it just kind of goes to show when you care for your people, they can be innovative. And then we can work together in this synergy sort of way to create something that, that doesn't exist to further our mission and to help people and enhance their lives and help them have improved quality of life.
0: And and so, taking this a step further, so this is like your technology. It's like your, it's your metaverse. Correct. We
3: created right? it. This is our original content that we created using evidence-based cool. treatment that we know is scientifically yeah. backed.
0: See, I love it because I, I'm, I'm happy for you. Like the entrepreneur, business owner in really me is like, oh, that's so awesome. What a great intellectual property asset. Like, it's great, but it's even better because you can tell the genuine heart you all have. And it's it's where it's where like capitalism and good come together for something really amazing. So I love it. Love every aspect of it. Thank you. Very cool.
3: Thank you.
1: Very very cool. How many how many people a year does Paragon serve?
2: Um, I know our outpatient program. Uh, we serve. We have a current caseload of about two hundred and fifty clients. <laughs> um, and I believe our autism program. Uh, Maybe you know a better number of this. It's census about 120, now. I believe. We just switched oh. to
3: an electronic health record system for our entire company. So, before where that data was all stored by hand, it's finally getting into one system <laughs> uh, because that's a question we've asked ourselves man, how many people have we actually served? Because while we might have 250 yeah. active clients. I bet all year we've probably served close to three to 350 clients okay. total, yeah. and and, yeah. and then more in our autism program. So we're probably teetering in the 400 range, edging close to 500 for the entire year served. And I think next year we'll have more of that rich data to be able to share with you.
1: That's great. That's great. And, you know, just a quick question about, uh, you know, your, your team of 80, um, what what Who kind of comprises that team of 80? And maybe you want to share a little bit about, you know, the people that that
3: support Paragon. Absolutely. So we have an incredible team. Um, our autism program, we have leaders in there. So we have a, an autism IBHS CEO and COO who have really been with us from the beginning, Ashley and Catherine. And they have grown and inspired leaders within their departments. So we have clinical directors and clinical supervisors. <laughs> Who then support our people of providers, our our BCBAs who are behavior analysts, our behavior consultants, our behavior technicians, and so forth. And then to support the back end, we have our incredible administrative team. You'll see Megan Hess there. She is our admin director for the autism program in Lancaster County. And we have incredible billing staff and office staff and human resources, which we, we just despise that term, we're probably going to head to people operations because they're just (laughs) truly, truly supportive of our community and people. And then you'll see our billing people there, Jadir, Carmen, and Tanika, and then also Kayla, who's our office manager who just stepped into this role from a clinical position and wanted something more office space. And she's just run with it as well. So as I look at these faces, I can't help but smile because they're just all such a wonderfully talented, amazing group of people.
2: And not to be forgotten, though they technically aren't considered employees, um, we have had the pleasure of hosting uh, quite a few interns, uh, many from Lancaster University. So we get them started oh, while they're still in school. They take their practicum with us. Um, and when they graduate, many of them stay with us as they work towards licensure. And they have to get those hours before they could sit for their exam.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Millersville, Franklin and Marshall, LBC, those types of...
2: Messiah, yeah. Oh, Messiah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. It's cool. <laughs> the reality <laughs> thing. The, the <laughs> metaverse
0: thing is just so cool because it's... I mean, when you talk about a number of 1 in 44, it's that's almost... Yeah. I mean, that... It's almost, it really brings to
2: mind. Yeah, it brings to mind how heavy the need is. Yeah, there we go. Up against who is the qualified staff that can meet the need in the way that we do. Um, So rather than running ourselves ragged, trying to continue to recruit and you know, like you said, like the funding and how it goes to the state level, like paying people, you know, enough to appeal to this industry. Uh, this was an incredibly creative idea that, that Catherine brought to us that uh, helped us see like what, how can we widen the reach when the need is going to be there like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, because one in 44, if you're talking about a teacher in a traditional school classroom setting that. Can you know? And not every one of those, not every one of those children have the need for direct one-on-one care and and supports. But say they did, I mean, it's just
3: such a big number. I I could put that into perspective if you'd like as well.
0: Yes, please, because I'm struggling. Yeah, no problem, because I know
3: it's like, oh, what does this number even mean, and how significant is it? So, you know, I recently looked up the CDC guidelines. So this is coming from CDC. Everybody can fact check this. But about 50 to 81% of neurodiverse individuals will require some sort of intensive behavior health treatment. And to put that in a bigger perspective, there's only about 37,000 Ford certified behavior analysts in the entire country. Most Mm. of our BCBAs have about 6 to 10 kiddos on their caseload because they require so many hours of service a week. So, if all of our service providers were to meet that demand, they would have to have about 110 kids on their caseloads. It's mm. it's just not possible. So, yeah, there's there's yeah. a so massive lack a, of
0: resources. About yeah, so about 20 times is what's needed mm. uh, by the hours. Yeah, wow. Yep. Well, very smart idea to scale out some of those. You know, some of that time, and I would imagine. Um, I would imagine the receptiveness for the child to to jump into the metaverse is is that fairly high?
2: It's very high.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Think about a teenager, exactly. you know, pre-age, of yep. course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna I, I have I, I'm I'll say this uh because I again I don't want to put anybody's private stuff out there. A neighbor has a son who, you know, I know for a fact would like just love the the glasses, um, the the Oculus Metaverse. Like it would just jump right in. <clears throat> so it's just so cool, um, so very cool. Love it. So uh, if if somebody's been inspired and and we've already had that happen here on the show to connect with you, um, what how do they get started? Now, what's the best place for somebody to start? You know, if you have a child with autism, if you have a, a you know a mental health issue. You you know you've been kind of putting off like I'm sure there's a couple different avenues. Why don't you share with our listeners and viewers how they get started with you?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, starting at paragonbhs.com, you'll find all of our contact information. So whether you just want to fill out an interest form, it's right there online um you can also get our contact information is all on there as well um, you can give us a call you can ask any questions you could take a deeper dive take a look at our clinicians if you're looking into outpatient you can read a bit more about our autism services um, so that is one of the best ways to get connected with us ask any of the questions that you have or just go right ahead and request a
3: new appointment and absolutely follow us on social media. And as we start to develop and bring on new programs, we'll certainly be shouting them out through Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. Those are our main ones. We're not on TikTok. We don't quite understand how that all works. But definitely follow us on our social media when you have a chance so yeah. that we can keep in touch and keep you informed of what, 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 what we're doing.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Probably a good idea for the Paragon folks who help improve your mental health to stay away from something that seems to be degrading mental health <laughs> in in TikTok. <tech> <laughs> at least, at least for my observations. But I'm just a mattress guy. Um, You're so, not just a mattress guy. So, yeah. so what? So what's next? I mean, is there anything big on the horizon that you can share?
3: There is something big on the horizon, but we're not. Quite ready to share it yet, okay. so we'll have to have volume two when we come 100 come back and <laughs> no happy maybe we to can broadcast
0: from your metaverse. Oh,
3: that'd be great! That'd be great! Yep, yeah,
1: yeah strumming on! Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Well, thank you both uh, for being guests. We've got the connection cocktail that I know everybody is really <laughs> excited about, and the lounge music connection cocktail is our way of getting okay. to know our guests a little bit better. So Corinne, you can go first. What is your favorite thing to do in Lancaster?
3: Absolutely. My favorite thing to do in Lancaster is to stroll down the streets and just see where, where it takes me, you know, popping into right. the small businesses there. Oh, Pauline yep. and I love going to lunch out there, especially with our esteemed lawyer that we have in Lancaster, who we just absolutely adore. And that that has got to be one of my favorite moments
2: in Lancaster.
1: That's awesome. So Paulina, same question. Favorite thing to do in Lancaster? Can be Lancaster County, city, whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk I, about.
2: I I am sure this. These are my roots. Speaking, but do I love a pick-your-own orchard, pick-your-own fruit? There's nothing more relaxing to me than doing that and making a little something with you know the apples that you just picked, the raspberries you just picked at the spring and, Pumpkins are early this year, so I cannot wait.
1: That's awesome. Do you have a, a specific place that you go to do pick-your-own, or just any anywhere in Lancaster?
2: First Fruits Farm, maybe. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it's technically Stevens or Ephrada or Denver because it's like right in the middle there. Uh, but First Fruits Farm, I
1: the First Fruits Farm.
2: <laughs> yep, just a They'd little honor, yeah. but they do great. <laughs>
1: That's cool. That's cool. Very good. Uh,
0: annual event you'd like to go to? We'll throw that to Paulina and then Corinne.
2: Oh, Lancaster Veg Fest. Um veg I fest. try to go there every year. Yep, they their vegan festival. Oh boy, it was fantastic this past year. Um, Effort Affair, of course. Anything hey, that's involving food and probably trying to there.
1: Now, when is the ve- Veg Fest and where is it?
2: Um, there. so I want to say, uh, this past one was in, um, in June and I think Buchanan Park. Oh yeah, there it okay, is. there it is. Buchanan Park. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was probably their biggest one this past year. Um, I, I that sign, I was in front of it. <laughs> Very
1: good. It happened in time.
0: Look at that. Yep. Uh, Corinne, how about your, your, your favorite event to go to?
3: Sure. So, Paulina invites me to various events at the American Legion in Ephrata, and I have thoroughly enjoyed every one of them, and they've all been very different.
2: She's talking about Hollywood Cabaret, which has their uh, April through November monthly show, um, and we've gotten it with the Lancaster Chamber of Commerce. They've hosted a couple of events there as well, um, so yeah is this it is happening place that you think in Africa.
0: that Is this the American Legion on State Street, in bro?
2: Um I thought it was Fulton, but okay. You know, it's it's right there by the park.
1: Yes. Do you have a story?
0: No, it's not <laughs> that one. So I'm not No, it's not
2: that one. Share with the club. <laughs> right, there's there's a VFW on State Street and there's also an AMVets. They're all like in this little triangle in AMVETS the same Vets area. AMVets is the one
0: I'm thinking of. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for another show. <laughs> for show two. I, I wouldn't want to besmirch the Legion with my <laughs> stories of single single manhood uh, walking home. The long
1: ago. Yeah. Long ago. <laughs> right. Last question, we'll wrap it up. Um, so, Grin, when you're bringing somebody like somebody from your hometown in New York into Lancaster, what part of Lancaster do you like to show them? What, what part of Lancaster do you impart on them?
3: I'm being totally what honest. It's definitely Costco. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is a show about small business. I know, I know, but you know, I'm you from know Western New York, where it would take two hours to get to anything uh, of that okay. nature. So it's still right. very exciting for me, even though I've been here for <laughs> ten years. So, All right. hey, hey, you know, my son would kill me if I didn't mention that. So I. I <laughs> That's fine. We have to. <laughs> That's fine.
1: So, uh. Same question, Paulina.
2: Uh, And that was, oh, where do I bring my favorite? I I love the antique small uh, called Stouts is at Iron Complex. So they have, um, they usually have bands there on Sundays as well. And that just so happens to be the wonderful venue where Paragon hosts our holiday party for our employees every year. And I was just at their core show last month as well. So they always have great stuff going on there too.
1: Very cool. That's awesome. Uh, just real briefly, and maybe maybe Chris, you can turn the music off so we can. Uh, uh, what 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 is your holiday event, or what what is your your annual event?
2: So for our employees, we host our holiday uh, our holiday party oh, um, okay. yep, at for Iron Spire in Adamstown.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. It's not an event for the public or anything like that.
3: No, but if you guys would like to join, we'll send you an invite. <laughs>
1: Yes. I was going
0: to say, Paulina's brought up Northern Lancaster County. Yeah, she's. That's where I covered. That's where I moved here when I was yep. a kid. Yep. So Reamstown represent. That's just what I'm saying. <laughs> and I, I got the whole Denver Effordah Stevens because you can be like on the cusp of Shenick zip code and you're in Effordah, and then you make a yep. right and you're in Stevens, and you're like, I only moved a mile,
1: but yeah, it's Look like at you with the Shenick. That's right. That's right. been here
2: for years and I'm still learning pockets and burrows and all these things (laughs) that I've not heard yet before.
1: (laughs) That's great. Uh,
0: Ladies, this was a real joy. Love what you're doing. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. I know I did. And I know we got a lot of good stuff out for people. Uh, We had a ton of comments, which is always a good indication. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Go to Thanks Par- for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, ParagonBHS.com. If uh, any of this uh, got your attention and you want more, that's the place to go. So if you're listening, it's going to be in our show notes. If you're watching and you're like, oh, I'm driving and I can't, you know, can't click that link, it's in the show notes too, wherever you're watching or listening. All right. Ladies, take care and have a wonderful rest of your afternoon. Thank you so much. Go Bills.
3: Go Bills. Go <laughs>
0: Bills tonight. <laughs> Go Eagles. Buy Eagles five.
1: That's right. well, uh, so yeah, two games. What, what is the Eagles game? Is it earlier or late? So that's probably the later game. It's the later game. Yeah. Yeah. It's first home game.
0: First home game. Open it up.
1: Yeah. So I saw just, just real brief since we're it's Eagles relevant. There was a NBC Philadelphia post on Facebook. The picture I, I think Oh, the, the new name. the new end zones? No, no. It was it was it was from this morning and it was still dark outside. And they, the picture was of a person in his in his vehicle, his, his tailgating vehicle. He was already in the parking lot smoking a pig for a big party this <laughs> afternoon and evening. So like, had the, it had to have been taken at 5 a.m. You have the best fans. <laughs> you do. It's just all there is to
0: it. Say what you want. We have the best fans. Uh, that's that. So anyway, uh, back to business. Um if you want to be a guest on our show, you can do like Corinne and Paulina did. Mm-hmm. They piped right in, lancasterconnects.com slash guest. Again, we, we're, we're happy to highlight charities, people doing good, kind of like those local heroes. If you're a business like Paragon, where you're really doing good, serving people, bringing new things like the metaverse, the kids that can really use it not just play another video game. Yep, like That's awesome. Those are the kinds of businesses we want to highlight. So go there and we'll, uh, we'll see if you're fit for the show and we'll get you on. All right. Um uh, we have spots in October that are open.
1: Mm-hmm. So we can get you on fairly soon. And, We've got a mystery guest next week. I'm oh, just in right. a yeah, mystery mystery guest. We won't announce it until Mystery Theater three thousand. It happens. Yeah.
0: Yep. 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 Very good. Not like Mystery Theater three thousand, but fun all the same. Yeah. Mystery guest. Yep. They'll be in person. Uh we do prizes. So last last chance, get your comments in to be on the prize later. Uh spin the wheel for the prizes. That's what that means.
1: There is um possibly a record for unique amount of comment yes this is good this was a good show mm-hmm. and then a few uh, super fans. that's
0: right and, and, some, then new and, and some new fans yep so that's yeah. right uh, so my sleep better tip would be uh, to breathe sounds simple yeah you think so but uh you know as a people we have like we have unlearned ourselves on how to breathe um it's one of those muscle memory things that kind of becomes ingrained But if you just study, just Google the benefits of deep breathing, um, you will open up Pandora's box. But seriously, if you can commit, I just spoke with somebody on on the phone this morning. Uh, They got a new mattress home. Spouse is loving it. They're not 100% sure yet. Uh, That's part of our wake up happy guarantee. And I just, uh, I recalled to share with them, add in breathing to your routine. Go to bed and wake up. Okay. Uh, If you can focus five minutes of deep breathing exercises and and just Google it, pick your favorite ones. There's tons of them. You're going to have to do what's comfortable for you. But um, add that into the routine, five minutes before you go to bed, five minutes when you wake up, you do tremendous work for your heart rate, your HRV. Um, You get oxygen-rich blood flowing more deeply throughout your body. Uh, There are studies that it improves brain health. So it's just more than Sleep Better. It is it is really helping you be better overall. So that's the Sleep Better tip. If you want that and more, we'll mail you the book. Go to gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep-better. Again, it's in the notes. It's on
1: the screen. There you go. Breathe. Yeah, breathe, right? Breathe. I'm out of breath. Rattled all that off. <laughs> all right. So our testimonial this week comes from uh, Kay, just an initial not sure what her name is, but... Oh, I saw that one this morning. um, After researching and talking to friends, uh, I decided Gardner's Mattress was the place for us. I was above and beyond impressed with the customer service, knowledge, and quality of the mattress I chose. Um, Both men were equally helpful. It was a team effort. Uh, I highly recommend Gardner's to anyone looking for a family-owned business and mattresses that are made for comfort and to last. Sounds like maybe she had, or this person had, Frustrating experiences other places, Mm -hmm. frustrating customer service experiences, uh, potentially not family-owned businesses that they were dealing with, and, of course, mattresses that weren't made to last. Um, They even had a nice selection of organic mattresses, and I would agree. We do. We we do a little bit. So, kudos to our team. Uh, Thanks to our great customers who have voted us uh, 13 times in a row. Reader's Choice, favorite mattress store for Lancaster County. 13 times. 13 times. Good number. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's good. Working yeah. on 14. Yep. Doing, the,
0: doing the favorite mattress store things around here, as that's I right. said last week. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, that's what we got. Mystery Guest next week. The remodel is almost done. Come the end of this month, early October, you'll see another enhancement to the store. We're getting an official podcast studio. There's some great little dividers to give you a little sense of privacy as you're testing out mattresses. So a lot of cool stuff to come. But, uh, Come on in and check out why we've been voted that 13 times in a row. Favorite mattress store to shop. With that said, I think it's time to award the winner of the prize this week. Look at all those names. It's awesome. And none of them are our parents, which is good. <laughs> yes, that's right. Not that we don't want our parents to watch or tune in. Linda, Charles, the- there's another great charity, Help the Fight. Linda, thanks for tuning in. So you win your choice of the drink or a gift card to local restaurant. Feel free to stop at any time and pick that up. And Takesha, good to see you. I hope you're well. She likes VegFest. I saw that. It was funny. Paulina said, I go to VegFest and then effort a fair. For me, my mind, immediately went, Great, VegFest, I'll get the vegetables and go deep fat fry them. Yeah, right, right. Just like fair fruit.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's what she does. I don't think so either. <laughs> it doesn't seem to buy either. It's great. Deep fried Oreo.
0: Anyway, congrats, Linda, on this week's winner. And uh, we will see you next week with our mystery guest on Lancaster Connects. Take care.